Hello everyone, welcome to In the Neighborhood with your hosts, Tim Johnson and Stacy Borjo. Together, they are finding out what makes the heart of the Heartland Beat. They sit down with people in your community that lead organizations, businesses, and government. You'll learn who they are and what they're involved in and why. They are the people in your neighborhood. It's In the Neighborhood with Stacy Borjo and Tim Johnson. Good morning. My name's Tim Johnson. This is Stacy Borjo. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Doing great. Awesome. Uh, it's got a fine mist outside. It's one of those lovely days here in it's Illinois. not lovely at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a day where you stay in bed. Oh, that sounds like a great idea today. Mm -hmm. Just nice, warm, and toasty. And that does sound great. Today we have Mike Van Cleve. Uh, you're with the Peoria Wildcats, right? I am. I am. My wife and I coach the Peoria Wildcats. It's a wheelchair basketball team for kids with physical disabilities here in central Illinois. Wow. That's right. And his wife was on told that awesome story about how they met. Yep. That was so great. You can go back and check out that show, right? Do you remember when that was? Oh, like uh, I don't remember. We, it we was, were here. Yeah, it was here. So it's been within the last year and a half. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're in the neighborhood, and the concept of in the neighborhood is basically we have people that are community uh, changers uh, that really make a difference here in Peoria. And our goal, Stacy and my goal, is to get people to volunteer. If you're not volunteering, take it to the next level, find a place find something to get involved with. That's really what we're about. Uh, find us on Peoria TV, I, channel uh, 17 on i3 Broadband. We are on Facebook, YouTube, and all the different social medias. All, all kinds through. of places yeah. to find us. They, our company is Widecast, so we broadcast in so many different areas. It's kind of what we do. So. That's right. Um, before we get started, Mike, I want you go ahead and watch the video of the Wildcats. Here at Metamora High School, taking over the gym classes for the day, teaching them wheelchair basketball, uh, talking about the Peoria Wildcats, the uh, team that my wife and I coach. Happy to be invited here today by Mr. Vaughn, the assistant principal. Uh, something we've done for, uh, for the last several years and it's a great way for uh, our high school students in the area to learn about the sport of wheelchair basketball, some of the challenges that, uh, that our athletes face and to open their, uh, their eyes to some new horizons. Mike Van Cleve. This is my wife Katie Van Cleve. She's from the Heart of Illinois Special Recreation Association and uh, we are the coaches of the Peoria Wildcats. Peoria Wildcats are a wheelchair basketball team for kids with physical disabilities. We are the only team south of I-80 and north of St. Louis. We're going to be uh, taking over your gym class today to do wheelchair basketball.
Wildcats. Metamora is my kids' school. So, oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, that really isn't the Wildcats. That's you giving kids from Metamora uh, kind of a taste of what the Wildcats is, right? Absolutely. So for the last, uh, this is the fourth year that we've done it. Uh, Assistant Principal Terry Vaughn has invited us in to do a gym takeover day. So for the seven periods of the day, we go in and introduce their high school students to wheelchair basketball. So give a brief introduction at the beginning. We get the kids split up into teams and we get them in chairs for about five minutes uh, for each group. And then and then they get to uh, kind of experience what our athletes experience on a on a uh, weekly basis, so. Wow, that's pretty interesting. It looks a lot of fun. It does. Yeah, they were really timid at first, but you know, the the high school students were, you know, they once they uh, once they caught on and and once they started seeing that you know they could have a good time, it, it you know we were having kids who were, oh, can I go again? That was that was so much fun, and they were peeking their head in through uh, other periods, going, hey, can I jump in a chair while I'm in between classes? And so it was really awesome, and uh, you know we'd love to do it at other schools. It's just Metamora has uh, been the ones who have reached out to us, and and so we've really enjoyed that. So you're open to other schools doing the same thing? Absolutely. Anything we can do to increase the awareness of wheelchair basketball. Uh, you know, there are 100 teams through the National Wheelchair Basketball Association throughout the country. Illinois has the biggest congregation of teams uh, in the United States. Uh, there are seven teams here in Illinois. Um, Illinois was the birthplace of wheelchair basketball. So, you know, we're very fortunate that we have as many teams as we do to play within the state. Some teams actually have to, like the team from Utah, has to drive four hours before they get to the the closest team to them. So, wow. you know, so playing tournaments and things like that it can be really challenging. And just the, you know, getting the opportunity for uh, adaptive athletics for, uh, you know, the social, the the emotional, the physical benefits for kids with disabilities is, is uh, really important, so. So the wheelchair basketball itself, is that only for people in wheelchairs? Um, here in the United States, yes. In Canada, they allow, um, what we call able-bodied people to uh, to participate as well, okay. but in the United States, it's only for kids who have a lower leg um, or lower body uh, disability, whether it's spinal cord injury, uh, spina bifida, cerebral palsy, uh, amputation, um, maybe a leg length discrepancy, sure. um, things like that. So. So when you're going out to Metamora and showing the other kids, that's to educate them on what it would be like to be in a wheelchair? Partially, but it's it's partially to get them to understand and, and help them understand that athletics is athletics. And so whether you know whether you're using a piece of equipment like a like a pair of uh, ice skates if you play hockey or whether you're using a wheelchair, it's really just another piece of athletic equipment. Mm, that's very neat. So how did you get started? Well, I um, a lot of people don't realize this because uh, physical therapy and surgery allowed me to remove the limp from uh, uh, or re remove my limp. But I was born with cerebral palsy. Uh, my right leg didn't form correctly uh, through lack of oxygen, and then I fell down a flight of stairs when I was four. And so my parents were able to contact a, a really great orthopedic surgeon in the D.C. area. Uh, where I grew up, and um, and they he was able to 
to lengthen my Achilles tendon through surgery, uh, through surgery, and that made me eligible to play wheelchair sports. So even though I don't use a wheelchair on a daily basis, um, I'm about 40% of, uh, of the people who play wheelchair basketball uh, make up people who walk uh, and even could run or whatnot on a daily basis, but my right side is about 30% weaker than my left. Wow. So that's got to be hard in regards to training and stuff, huh? It can be. You know, it's, um, you know the, the great thing about wheelchair basketball is that uh, part of the game is realizing and learning your, your teammates' abilities and their weaknesses, just like in anything. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so knowing where your teammate needs to receive a pass in order to be successful. You know, for me, somebody can throw a pass pretty much anywhere within the vicinity of me and I'm gonna be able to grab it. Whereas one of our uh, kids with uh, spinal cord injury, if you pass a ball too low and he has to bend down, he doesn't have the ab, uh, ab function to be able to pick himself back up without pushing down on his chair. So to hold the ball and push up on his chair puts him in a disadvantage and cr could create a turnover. So our athletes not only have to push and maneuver uh, the chair, dribbling, um, but they also have to focus on, on kind of the specifics. So it can be a very challenging game, but it also is very exciting. Uh, same rules as able-bodied basketball with a couple of variations. The uh, chair becomes part of the body, so if you run into somebody with it, it's like a moving foul in, in stand-up basketball. Hmm. So I, I find it all fascinating. Uh, we had Kurt. P. White on the show yesterday talking about being handy capable. Absolutely. He's an incredible speaker. A, a great job. So um, this helps give confidence mm -hmm. to the people that are playing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what we find with, we try and get kids as vol involved as early as possible. And with our younger kids, we don't really teach basketball skills per se. We, we just play games with them. And maybe it's tag, maybe it's, uh, there's a game we play called Sharks and Minnows where the kids start down at one end of the court and the shark's in the middle and the shark goes and tags the other minnows and they become sharks and go and tag other people. So really what we're teaching there is defensive positioning, but they don't understand defensive positioning yet. They're just enjoying playing the game. And with kids without disabilities, you know, when with my daughter, we started rolling a ball to her when she was eight, nine months, and that fine motor skills and the, the gross motor skills, you, you just kind of pick up. For a lot of kids with physical disabilities, we're working not just against the perceptions of the parents and society, but we're also, to a certain degree, working against kind of some outdated models from the, the medical community where people are apprehensive to, to explain that their kid, the their patients or the kids are able to accomplish more than uh, they don't want to give the parents more hope than than uh, than they can realistically. And so, you know, I understand that. My brother's a physician, a pediatric uh, uh, anesthesiologist, and so when I talk to him and when he talks with people uh, who are his pediatric patients. He, he tries to educate them that these opportunities are available because we want these kids to get a ball in their hands or to get something in their hands to work on those fine motor skills mm -hmm. as early as possible so that athletic movement becomes part of their daily life. And so, you know, obesity and um, diabetes and things like that are, are uh, exceptionally more rampant in the disability community because of the 
some of the attitudes towards uh, children with disabilities in movement. Um, and so the earlier we can get them involved, whether it's basketball, track, tennis, any swimming, um, they're great opportunities. So what kind of um, wheelchairs do you use? Are they special? They are, they are. So the wheels, uh, the wheelchair itself um, is a basketball chair. The, the outside wheels are cambered, um, so provides a wider base. There's also two wheels, typically one or two wheels in the back. Um, and that was an improvement in the mid-90s because in basketball, our forwards or power forwards are getting into the key or close to the basket. And prior to that, they were kind of being toppled over and they were falling backwards. Uh, yeah. Reaching back. And so the, yeah, so the fifth and sixth wheel um, allows you to lean back and get that, uh, use both hands to post up where, um, but the other benefit to it is because the, the focal point of the, uh, of the wheels is right under your center of balance. If you have use of your hips, you can lean back onto the fifth and sixth wheels, and you can actually direction your chair um, without using your hands. Uh, so it provides a mobility aid as well as you're going down the court to maneuver yourself into a layup or kind of a skateboard type. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Yeah. yeah. So how does how do kids find out about and get involved then to be more active? Well, uh, they can. Uh, you know, YouTube is a, a phenomenal tool. Um, they can find us on the on Facebook at uh, Peoria Wildcat or Facebook uh, by searching at Peoria Wildcats. Um, the National Wheelchair Basketball Association, the NWBA, is a great resource. Uh, the National Center um, on Physical Disability, uh, yeah, on on uh, National Center on uh, Adapted. Uh, sports, I think is, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to send you guys the link later. But uh, yeah, there are a lot of great uh, organizations um, kind of all over, but the web can be a great, great resource. And, you know, uh, we have an athlete that we found at the uh, Morton Pumpkin Festival years ago. She was doing a wheelie uh, in her everyday chair about 100 feet down from us. And I, I kind of elbowed my wife and I said, hey, do you see that? And so after the parade had ended, I ran down. I said, this is going to sound really weird. But uh, my wife and I coach a youth wheelchair basketball team. And, you know, would your daughter be interested? And she's like, oh, my gosh, that would be amazing. And it turns out she's a, a, a physician's assistant uh, here at a local hospital. And just incredible. And that's that's how we meet most of our athletes is just you know, the, the high school students see somebody out and we get a Facebook message that says, hey, I ran into this person. I told them about how we did this uh, thing in my high school and how cool it was. And we told them that they should look at, uh, you know, they should uh, contact you. And then we get a Facebook message and we start the conversation. And so that word of mouth is really incredible. Absolutely. So people can message you on Facebook then if they have questions or Absolutely. want more information. Absolutely. And they can also reach out to... Uh, my wife's agency, which is the Heart of Illinois Special Recreation Association, okay. and they're at hisra.org, uh, okay. and they provide recreation programs for people with disabilities for four local park districts. So let's talk about uh, availability of a volunteer getting involved. How can people get involved? What kind of openings do you have? Absolutely. Well, I've been coaching now. This is my 16th season, uh, and while I absolutely love uh, uh, you know, working with kids and, and coaching, you know, it's, 
we're not, uh, I'm not sure whether we're going to be doing it forever. So we're always looking for people who are interested in getting involved, who might be interested in, uh, you know, coaching in the future. Um, it's great to have volunteers that help us uh, do outreach. Uh, you know, we really uh, would like to be able to go out and speak with the uh, physical therapy offices in our in our area speak with the medical community so setting up meet and greets with local physicians people who are uh, you know willing to uh, you know just kind of uh, connect us with a high school um, really anything from uh, sending an email out to uh, to your friends and family about wheelchair basketball and and seeing if they can connect us with somebody or um, you know, donations are always appreciated. Uh, the uh, the Heart of Illinois Special Recreation Association is a 501c3 that uh, can accept donations, monetary don donations. Uh, the chairs, each cost is started about $2,200 for the frame, and then the wheels can be anywhere from three to $700. And um, and so all we provide all the, the equipment for our athletes to get started. Um, because we know the cost of entry is so high. Yeah. And so, uh, so you know, we'll take as little help or as much help as people are willing to give us. That's awesome. awesome. So I see your logo. We, uh, the way that we met is being realtors together. Absolutely. Um, and um, you're involved there. So Absolutely. how long have you been doing real estate? I've been in real estate for seven years. And so before that, uh, I was in architecture for uh, for about 10 years and uh, got into real estate because I wanted to see the impact of my work on, on a, a shorter term basis. And it allowed me to get out and have conversations with people about the health and vitality and uh, the just the the um, helping people achieve their their goals uh, on you know uh, you know the great thing about real estate is is it allows it allows us to build on relationships and that's really where my strengths are is is getting out and and being relatable and, and personal with people. You're also trying to get involved with the park district a little bit more. Yes, so I was challenged about uh, five six months ago to. Um, for being as, as strong an advocate as I am for the community, that uh, to to take that one step further, and so I have uh, I've been running a campaign for president of the Peoria Park District, and uh, as a realtor, uh, I see on a daily basis what attracts and keeps people in our community, and the health and vitality of our park district is a direct correlation to the health and vitality of our of our citizens and the citizens of central Illinois, and also one of the very strong economic factors that influence our community. So um, we talk quite often, you can complain about things in Peoria or you can get involved, right? That is yeah. very true, yeah. So that's, that's one of the, I think, that's one thing that you're doing is stepping out and, and getting involved. Absolutely. Why would you want to do that? Well, I, I you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Uh, you know, as being somebody who wasn't a politician before, um, it's a role that I stepped into fairly reluctantly. Um, I, I met with um, my friend Tim Cassidy, who's the current president, uh, months ago, and he had said that he... Um, didn't think he was going to run again for re-election. And in, in talking with him, he said, you know, you really should consider running for, 
for board president with your community involvement, depth of relationships that you have. I said, oh, Tim, I'm, I'm not a politician. You know, I really enjoy being in business and my work in the community. Uh, he said, that's exactly why you should do it. And so, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing where when, when I looked at the natural progression of, of how I want to make an impact, it's kind of the idea of, of being here one-on-one -on -one and talking versus being, you know, having the camera here to, to talk to a much greater and, uh, group of people. So when we talk about being able to make a positive impact in our community, I know I can do that in my real estate business on a one-on-one -on -one basis with my clients. And by being president of the Pure Park District, it allows me to put that, uh, to amplify that on a much, much greater scale. Yeah. Awesome. Hard, hard to believe, but we're already out of time <laughs> through this. Um, but um, you do great, great things in Peoria. Well, thank you. Appreciate the difference maker that you are. Well, thank you. I said uh, I moved to Peoria for love, and then I fell in love with Peoria. And so, you know, this is an incredible community. And so it is. Mike Van Cleve, uh, check out the Peoria Wildcats. Is that can yep. they search for that and find they it can. on Facebook? At Peoria Wildcats on Facebook, uh, and uh, I'm at Mike Van Cleve. All right, find him and get involved one way or another. Again, we're on uh, Peoria TV. We're on WPEO. We're uh, on uh, YouTube and Facebook and all of the above. So make sure you share this. Uh, if you would, uh, especially to those that are handy capable, and um, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Thanks. Hi, Stacy. Hey, Tim. You just want me to start talking? Uh huh. Um, in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood is a show that I do with a good friend of mine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to help people that kind of want to volunteer, but maybe are a little afraid of volunteering and give them the opportunity to volunteer in an easy way and get to know the organizations before they even get involved with them. Time, talent, or treasure? Time, talent, or treasure. Or all three. Whatever you can do. In Their Neighborhood is a show where we bring in people to elaborate on what exactly it is that they do in the community so that we can recruit more volunteers for them, educate about the nonprofits that we have, and really we want to connect volunteers with their volunteering vision. We have amazing, amazing organizations in Peoria that rock and make Peoria rock. That's right. Peoria is an awesome place and if we just take the time to give back then it's going to be that much better. So why do you think people fear getting involved in volunteering? It's something different. We, we make things complicated, don't we? Even though it's as simple as walking through a door. I mean, one of my favorite things volunteering wise is um, building ramps. Some people might say, oh, that's, that's a lot of work, or I don't have the body for that, or the, the skill set, or whatever. But when someone lets me use a miter saw, that's pretty cool stuff. There's a lot of different cool things to do, and I got to bring my dad along with me, so that was even better. You can take the baby steps. You can make a phone call to something you're passionate about, whether it's babies or adults, or reading, or shoveling, or what have you. I mean, we've had hundreds of opportunities to help. Time, talent, treasure, it can be any of those things too. Maybe you don't have time or you don't feel like spending time, so you want to donate. 
by all means, make that impact too. There's also reading. You can just listen to a child read, listen to a friend read, um, be present at a retirement home or make a meal at the friendship house. There's a lot of different things we can do. A victim is thinking of themselves, a hero is thinking of others. There you go. So again, investing in others. Being a volunteer hero. There you go. We're looking for volunteer heroes. PeoriaLife.com Peoria